To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Hi, I'm Olivia, and I love Disney. I love walking into the park and going through the tunnel and feeling the magic wash over me. You all know what I'm talking about. I love the smells, the sights, the sounds, and the overwhelming nostalgic feeling I get every time I'm there. I guess you could say I'm a proud Disney adult. Every week, I'll chat about ways to make your next Disney vacation the best it can be. I'll talk to Imagineers who have made dreams become reality. And I'll shed light on all of the ways the Disney company has risked it all to get to where they are today. I firmly believe that dreams do come true by working hard, never giving up, and of course, wishing upon a star. So let's sit down on a bench, look to our left at Walt's lamp in the window, and become proud Disney adults. Hello, and welcome to the show. I'm Olivia. I'm your proud Disney adult. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, it is a ripe 11 p.m. (laughs) I just underestimate the amount of time it takes to do certain things. Um, I was actually organizing all day. It was was one of those productive, unproductive days. You guys know what I'm talking about. Um, and, you know, went to the gym, got dinner, did the whole thing, showered, skincare, did my research for this episode. And I'm like, why is it so late? I have been waiting a little bit too long to record these. I think I'm still in the stages of figuring out exactly what I want to talk about and what you guys want to hear because this podcast is new. So I'm just kind of navigating it. So if you're new to the show or you've listened to the previous episodes and you have any thoughts, please let me know. You can find me um, on Instagram at the Proud Disney Adult Podcast. Um, You can also find me on TikTok at the Proud Disney Adult. Um, but just let me know, like, let me know if you like these episodes. You can also do that by, um, subscribing and, you know, rating and reviewing below. That also helps me a lot. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'm just kind of like trying to navigate certain topics and I'm hoping to have guests on the show here soon. I was actually able to have Louisa, not Louisa, Jess Darrow, who was the voice of Louisa from Encanto on my other podcast. So I think I want to see if she'll be on this show, which would be so cool. And I just kind of want to see what that would look like. So again, if you guys are listening and you've gotten any help from these, um, screenshot them, tag me in your stories or just comment below. And then that way I can kind of just like see what's up. So anyway, I've got my puppy beside me here, Elle. She's not really a puppy, but she's going to be helping me with this episode today. Um, So on today's show, I wanted to talk about ways you can save time in Disneyland. I think this is a really good topic to talk about because obviously this can be different for so many people based off of what your priorities are. And I say that every week. That's the same for my unpopular opinions or ways to save money. It's like some people are going to have different priorities when they go to the park. And so it's just like totally up to you what you're thinking. But I've noticed this for me in the last couple trips I've done um, and hoping to take a trip here in the near future. um, Just ways to save more and more time every time I I go because that in turn saves money, saves a headache, saves stress, all the things. Um, but before we get into that, let's get down to the Disney news of the week. So really not much news. I mean, last week we had a behemoth <laughs> of news. Um, we also had a behemoth of me being snarky about the news. So apologies, but not really at all. Um, I just remember, man, 
that was so stressful seeing some of those new 100 year snacks going on. Um, if you guys have gone and are going to try them, let me know. I might try some, especially the, the extremely offensive ones, just so I can report back. I mean, it's worth like $12 for each snack, right? Okay, so for news-wise, we've kind of covered most of this stuff in the last few episodes, but if you're new here, we'll just touch in, touch out, um, whatever that means. So we got a sneak peek at Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, the queue, so you can go online and you can see what that looks like. Um, I have never been on that ride. I know there is one in Hollywood Studios in Disney World, um, but... I have not been, so it's very exciting. Um, That is opening on January 27th, um, and it is confirmed there will be a virtual queue. So um, I've actually never done a virtual queue. There was a pretty long chunk of time I didn't go to Disneyland for about five years, and that's when they started adding a lot of things. The pandemic happened, virtual queues happened, Galaxy's Edge, obviously it was before the pandemic, but you know, a lot of stuff changed going to be very interesting. Um, So that is opening January 27th, just um, the same day as the 100 years. So the 100 years is officially starting in two days, um, which is pretty crazy. I can't believe it's going to be that, but it looks very exciting. Like I was mentioning in my other episode, like the branding is really pretty. There's a lot of purples and blues and silvers and like royal colors. Um, and it just looks like they're going going all out, which is really fun. There's a lot of fun snacks, a lot of also disgusting snacks. Like I'm telling you, don't eat them. Like I might just so I can like feel, fill you guys in. But um, some of them look especially disturbing. Um, but, you know, looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. It looks like the characters are, you know, in it. There's going to be a new, uh, Wondrous Journey show, a nighttime show in Disneyland. There's going to be World of Color 1 in California Adventure. So lots of fun things are happening. Um, and if you're going, I'm so excited for you because it's going to be so cool. Um, okay. So Splash Mountain officially closed in Disney World, which is sad. You can see a little, I, I did an homage to Splash Mountain on on my Instagram and TikTok. And it's just crazy like looking at old photos when I'm literally 10 years old, taking a photo with Eeyore like right in front of Splash Mountain. And it's just so nostalgic. Um, it's so funny. I had somebody comment on a TikTok, which I've actually generally had very good feedback from my TikToks, but somebody commented and was like, people, why are people so soft? And then I commented, uh, better than being callous. And then he responded, people like you are ruining the world. <laughs> I just responded with a laughy face because it was actually so funny. I didn't, I don't have any idea why he was so upset. Um, but I do think like one of the biggest reasons why us proud Disney adults are so like, you know, sad when something closes or excited when things happening is because it's so nostalgic for us. And so even though I think it is time for Splash Mountain to close because of a lot of underlying issues with it, um, you know, if they were not going to close it, it was going to need a huge refurbishment. Like so many of the animatronics 
do not work. Um, but I think it is very exciting. Like we're doing exactly what Disney wanted, you know, like we're keep, we just keep moving forward. It's not supposed to be a museum. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's not sad to see it go because there are so many nostalgic memories. I have so many, like going with my family when I was young and, you know, like times change and families change. So again, (laughs) not to get sappy but I'm hoping I can go um we still don't have a date for when the Splash Mountain in Disneyland closes um but we do have a rumor that it is going to be in May um which does make sense because I was kind of curious about how they were going to do all that because as you guys know Indiana Jones is closed for like major refurbishment like we don't even have a date of opening still um and so they they also closed off the Adventureland exit. Um, we talked about that last week. So if Indiana Jones closed down and then let's say Splash Mountain closed down and then Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway opened, like it's already going to be so busy. But without those two big attractions, like the lines were going to be absolutely insane. So I think it makes a lot of sense if they're not closing until May. Um which obviously means like it's going to open later in 2024. But I just, Tianu's Bayou Adventure will. Um, But I am very happy it's going to stay open at least a little while longer. So if you guys are planning to go to the parks, go before it closes. It's such an iconic ride. Um, Okay, so let's see. Uh, Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen is closed right now for refurbishment in downtown Disney. Um, The French Market is also closing to make room for Tiana's Palace, um, which again makes a lot of sense. We've got Tiana's Bayou Adventure. I have to be really honest. Princess and the Frog was probably one of my least favorite Disney movies just in general. Um, I don't know why I know the music was really fun I really liked the premise of everything um, but it just was not my favorite movie and so for me personally I don't really have a tie to Tiana's Palace or Bayou Adventure so sorry my dog was just shaking because I was giving her scratches um, so I'm, I guess I'm just really interested to see uh, what everything looks like and you know have an open mind and I really hope they do it justice and I hope we do no like lazy screen rides I'm honestly so tired of those like I think web slinger sucks and they could have done such a cooler job with spider-man we're not even going to get into that though um, okay so toontown is opening March 8th so that is going to be very exciting as far as closures go it's really all the same like I had mentioned before the Adventureland pathway is closed so if you want to get to Pirates you're going to need to go up and around or if you want to get really anywhere over there (laughs) to New Orleans Square Splash Mountain any of that you're going to have to go up and around. Um, again, Indiana Jones closed very long time, which is, again, unfortunate. It doesn't really feel like a Disney trip without going on Indiana Jones, but there definitely was, it was time. For all other closures, um, you can go online, but it's pretty much all the same stuff as of right now. Okay, so let's get into the episode for today. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, but I think there could be some really tangible takeaways for you guys. Again, take all of these with a grain of salt. It's going to be so different for every single family. It's going to be different if you have kids. It's going to be different where you're coming from, blah, 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 blah. But these are my tips from my perspective as an adult with no children, 
Um, typically for us, we do stay off property. I, you know, was toying with the idea of seeing about staying at the Disneyland hotel on our next trip. And I was just like, holy cow, this is so expensive. Um, and we were able to find an Airbnb, literally five minute drive from Disneyland, um, for, uh, like the same price as staying for like two nights um, at the Disneyland hotel. So you do what you got to do. So my first tip for you is that obviously if you can stay on property, that's going to save you a lot of time. You're not going to have to be traveling to and from and you're going to be able to walk to the park. So that's really big. But if you are um, staying off property before you even plan your trip, I highly recommend you staying either at one of the the hotels across from Disneyland or if you're staying at an Airbnb um, what I like to do when I go onto the Airbnb because a lot of times they'll say like close to Disneyland but you don't really know how close it is so I will take the address from the map and then I will put it into my Apple Maps and I'll see genuinely how far it is from Disney and what's really nice about that is you know if that you're going to Uber from your um, Airbnb to the park then you will only have a few minute drive and it won't be very expensive. The further you're going to stay, obviously, the more expensive it is going to be. So that's my first tip for you is staying as close as you can to the park. Uh, my second tip for you goes into that and that is not driving your car from your Airbnb, assuming you drove from wherever you're coming from um, and parking in the parking lots that like the Toy Story parking lot. Um, the, uh, there's another parking lot. I just can't remember the name of it. So for us, I live in Southern Oregon and so we typically drive. It is about a 12 hour drive. We honestly could fly in about an hour, but we both really like to drive and we take all of our things and I like don't like to have restrictions on packing. We both honestly hate flying, so we will drive. And last year in March, we went to Disney for three days and we didn't even think of Ubering. And, and on top of that, we were staying 20 minutes away um, in Santa Ana. We actually really liked where we were staying. I would actually stay there again, um, but we wouldn't have been able to Uber because it would have been very, very expensive to do so. Um, so <clears throat> even though I think it was cheaper to be able to stay outside of the Disney bubble, it also brought a whole other host of things like it, you know, taking between 15 to I say 20 minutes to get there Um it just makes it to where you can't get to the park early and like really start your Disney day. But this last time we went in October, we were able to stay only about five minutes from the park and we literally Ubered. I'm telling you, this was like revolutionary and actually made me have such a good mood, start the day off right. We literally got an Uber within a few minutes, got in the car, took five minutes to drive to Disney. They drop you off right where um, like the buses drop people off. We walked right through, went into security, got through the gate. I would say all within 10 minutes. Um, the biggest issue that I have seen is that parking and taking the tram just presents a whole other host of issues. <clears throat> like when we went um, back in March, one of the days, well, both of the days it was fine. We were able to park. I mean, it's $35, which is just insane. I mean, that's, you know, over $100 for three days, um, which just adds up. But it's parking and then it's walking to the tram. And it's like, I, I honestly think it's almost impossible to rope drop. Like, unless if the park opens at eight and you want to be able to get in line by like, 
what do they say, like 720, you would literally have to be parking by like 630 because, and I know some of you are like, no, that's not true. One of the days that we went, I have no idea what was happening. It took over an hour to park, get in the tram and then get into the park. It was so frustrating because you are already paying so much for your tickets and you just want to get into the park. So for me to save time, taking an Uber is like 10 out of 10 worth it. Um, you don't have to worry about parking. You don't have to worry about taking the tram on the way there and on the way back. And for us, it was very cheap, especially because we were staying literally, I think it was like five to six minutes from the park. So that was a big deal for us. Um, another way you can save money in Disneyland, which is kind of funny, but this is like kind of uh, a bigger deal, is not waiting to get um, your coffee inside the park, but getting your coffee before. So obviously there's a Starbucks in Disneyland and I have gotten in that line before as many of you guys probably have and it's just so obscenely long it takes so much time like that is so much time that you could spend either eating at a restaurant or getting in line for something or whatever it is and so um what you can do which I've noticed a lot of people commenting this on my TikTok for how to save money in Disneyland is like you can bring all this stuff in like you can bring liquids in I literally was bringing LaCroix water bottles so what I would do if you're rope dropping obviously you're gonna have to get up a little bit earlier but if you're staying off property head to a Starbucks or whatever coffee shop you want before you even head to the park and then put it in one of your like to-go coffee mugs you know that seals that's great and then you'll be able to have that in line it'll stay hot and on top of it, you're not paying double the price of what you normally would be paying. Again, you're going to have to get up earlier and do that whole thing. But it's definitely worth it, especially in the mornings. Like, I have seen the Starbucks line in the afternoon, so I can't even imagine how busy it would be in the morning. So this one will be more for the people that are going for a day or two. And that is waiting um, to go souvenir shopping until either um, after your park day has ended or going the night before. So one thing that we do is if we're staying next to the park and like let's say we drive in and we get in on a Monday and our first park day is Tuesday, we'll head in on on Monday if it's early enough and we'll go to World of Disney or we'll go to those little shops and then that way you get a little bit of like the Disney magic anyway before your actual trip starts and then the next day you're able to focus on all the things you're wanting to do. Now there are going to be some souvenirs or like cute things in the park you're going to want to look at that aren't at World of Disney um, but again it's just kind of where your priorities are. I don't really buy a lot of souvenirs. I'll buy maybe a mug or we buy a pin every time we go um, and I've talked about this before but one of my favorite shops is in California Adventure um, and they have stuff that World of Disney doesn't <clears throat> but what I've noticed is just like you're going to be able to find stuff on online you're going to be able to find stuff when you get home and I know it's a little different but you really will be able to um, or if your priority is to go souvenir shopping like really chalking out that time during your day I just think a lot of times like you can start shopping and then you're getting in line and it just really can waste a lot of time. And I'll say this one million times like I have, but I love the Disney 
clothing from Zara and Mango and H&M. I feel like you're able to order that stuff. It's so much cheaper and it's super unique as well. So just trying to get all of that stuff out of the way before your actual park day because you're paying a lot to be there. My next one is having a plan before you even start your day. So if you're driving or flying and you have a long trip ahead of you, really taking time to map out what your priority is. I talked about this a little bit on last week's episode for how to use Genie Plus in Lightning Lanes, but it really is being strategic. Like, unfortunately, I don't think you can just like go to Disneyland anymore. Like you really have to have a plan and you need to figure out what you're doing before you get there because it actually does help your mindset and your stress if you can just sit down and put on paper what you're wanting. So for me, I know a really big priority is going on Rise of the Resistance. And this goes into my next tip, which is being very strategic about your Lightning Lane reservations. So for me, um, Rise of the Resistance is a priority. And so something that we would do if you're rope dropping is getting to Rise of the Resistance right away because you're able to stand in line and then you're able to start getting your Lightning Lane reservations. And this all goes back to what your priority is in making a plan for your day. So figuring out what park you're starting in, what rides you want to start with, and then branching out from there. And I'm not saying that your whole entire day needs to be super structured, like you can't go with the flow. Um, But it is just really nice to be like, these are the rides I definitely want to go on. And then being strategic about which way you're doing the park. Because when you do it that way, then you're able to go on all of the rides you want to. And you're able to not walk super far if you can kind of look at everything on the map and stay close to those things. So yeah, if you want to rope drop whatever ride it is you want to go on, maybe you're starting in California Adventure and you want to rope drop... Um, Guardians of the Galaxy or Incredicoaster or Radiator Springs Racers. Get there as soon as you can, get on the ride, and then get your lightning lanes. Um, You know, really start figuring out what you want to do, and that's going to be very personal. And you can head back to the episode right before this um, to see how you can use lightning lanes and Genie Plus in the most strategic way. Um, But that really will help you save time. If you can really be on it, Right when you use your lightning lanes, getting another one, looking at that two hour mark, getting another one and just kind of figuring out the flow of what you're wanting for the day and when you want to take breaks, etc. My next tip will be when it comes to mobile ordering, again, being strategic. I mean, how many millions of times can I use this word? But being strategic about when you're mobile ordering and where you're at in the park. So I know for us, we were over at Space Mountain and I knew I wanted to get a Dole Whip after and then go to Indiana Jones. So when we were done at Space Mountain and we were walking over to um, the Tiki Hut, we went ahead and I mobile ordered our Dole Whip. And then by the time we got there, I was able to say I'm here and they were able to do it. That's kind of a not super great example because like they kind of do it on the spot anyway but the same with like Ronto wraps like let's say that you are over at Space Mountain and you decide you want to go to Galaxy's Edge putting your mobile order in for the Ronto wrap that way they can work on it you can say you're there that way you can just pick it up and you can eat it I feel like that's really helpful if you can just think ahead because then you're not just like standing there waiting for them to make your food and not that it takes a long time but you know just figuring out ways you can save a couple minutes here and there really makes your day go a lot smoother Um, and you know for us and this one is going to be very specific um, but we really like to pack a lunch I talk about this a lot on our um, on my how to save money in Disneyland episode 
Um, I don't feel very great when I eat super bad food. And so I know if I'm paying a lot to be in Disneyland, I really like to be able to pack my lunch and I usually eat breakfast before. We'll mainly do snacks and dinner there. It also saves a lot of money. But one thing that we did was we just brought our lunch in line when we were waiting for Space Mountain and it was actually really fun. Like, yes, there are two sides of it. There have been times we love to go sit by the castle and eat, but it was kind of nice to just know we were standing in line anyway. Let's just eat our lunch and then we can like hang out and talk. Um, So that's a really good way to do it too. Or even if you're mobile ordering food, just bring it and go stand in line. Also, the biggest tip is getting Dole Whip while standing in line for Indiana Jones. It's so nostalgic and it feels so like fun. Like you're just sitting there eating your Dole Whip, waiting for Indiana Jones. It's the best. I'm going to miss that the next time I go because I know it's going to be closed for a while. My next tip, which is something that I feel like I've kind of been talking about this whole time, is kind of just being strategic about where you're at in the park based off of what you want to do. So I knew last time we had reservations at Lamplight Lounge. So I knew ahead of time that I wanted to um, end the night at California Adventure. And we wanted to do the majority of what we wanted to do before dinner because we knew we were going to watch World of Color and then we were going to go on Soarin' Over California and then we were going to go back to Disneyland and end the last couple hours. So um, just thinking ahead, you know, if you have reservations at Blue Bayou being like, well, let's actually start in California Adventure today and then we're going to do all the rides next to the blue bayou when it comes close to our reservation so you're just saving time on walking same with like whatever nighttime show you're wanting to do if you're wanting to watch fireworks or phantasmic or world of color thinking of how you can be in those surrounding areas so you're not spending a ton of time walking back and forth um i have found that that's really helpful because you are already walking so much when you are in disneyland for a day Um, So again, it's just about being strategic and thinking ahead of time of what you're wanting to do. And if you're wanting to go for multiple days, then it's really fun. You can have more of those times of like, let's go souvenir shopping today or, you know, whatever it could be. Like, let's watch fireworks this night, World of Color this night. But just kind of planning things out a little bit because what I have seen and heard from a lot of people that don't have a great time in Disneyland, it is because they don't really know what they're getting themselves into and they also don't really know how to, again, for the one billionth time, be strategic about where they're at in the park and what they're wanting to do and all the things. So I think that's it. I know that was like short and sweet, I guess still like almost 30 minutes, but um, I hope that helps you guys and I hope that helps you save any sort of time. So if this did help you, again, make sure and rate and review below. I would love to see it and I would love to read it on the show and also tag me in your stories, especially if you're going to Disneyland. I seriously want to see all those obscene snacks for the hundred years. So make sure and tag me, let me know how they are and also let me know if this um, helped you save any time. You can find me at the Proud Disney Adult on TikTok and the Proud Disney Adult podcast on Instagram. And as always, remember to be a kid, find some magic, and never stop working hard. All right, guys, I will see you next Thursday.